What is going on? Welcome to the show. Happy Tuesday. Pete Callender here. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Thanks for hanging out. Remember, you can get the free podcast. You actually get three of them each hour, every single day as the show progresses and then after it ends. And you go to WBT.com to get it. You can also follow me on Twitter at Pete Callender. And uh, you can email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. So the president right now delivering remarks, but I'm going to roll it back because he started about four or five minutes ago. So I'm just going to roll back to uh, the start of the remarks and we'll kind of be on a like about a five minute delay. Well, you know, just in case he starts cussing or something. Um so this is uh, lowering costs and tackling inflation is what it says behind him on the uh, on the wall. And he's got the American flags and the presidential flags. And he walks out. He's got a mask on. Now he's taking it off. I'd like to talk about uh, two potential paths forward to address the number one challenge facing families today. Inflation. This will not be my only Species inflation, I'm sure. But when we look at the economy today, it's clear we've made enormous strides. And uh, our plans and our policies have produced uh, the strongest job creation economy in modern times. In addition, 8.3 million jobs in my first 15 months in office, at a record unemployment rates are down to 3.6%. The fastest decline in unemployment to, uh, to start a presidential term uh, ever recorded. And uh, in addition, Americans uh, have applied to start uh, 5.4 million new small businesses last year, 20% more than any other year on record. And I see, uh, and as I see it, everything, everything the, across the country is, as I go across the country, our economy has gone from being on the mend to on the move. But for every worker I met who's gained a little bit of breathing room to seek out a better paying job, for every entrepreneur who's gained the confidence to pursue their small business dreams, I know the families all across America are hurting because of inflation. I understand what it feels like. I come from a family where when the, when the price of gas or food went up, we felt it. It was a discussion at the kitchen table. I, went, uh, I want every American to know that I'm taking inflation uh, very seriously, and it's my top domestic priority. And I'm here today to talk about s- solutions, and there's going to be more we're going to have to talk about as well. But first, I want us to be crystal clear about the problem. There are two leading causes of inflation we're seeing today. Oh, okay. The first cause of inflation is a once-in-a-century pandemic. Not only did it shut down our global economy, it threw the supply chains and demand completely out of whack especially in countries where more effective recovery responses uh, uh, weren't available, especially in those sectors that rely on semiconductors. These supply challenges have been further uh, hampered uh, by uh, the onset of Delta and Omicron viruses. And you've all seen it. You've all felt it. And this year we have a second cause, a second cause, Mr. Putin's war in Ukraine. Oh, my goodness. You saw, we saw in March that 60% of inflation that month was due to price increases at the pump for gasoline. Putin's war has raised food prices as well because Ukraine and Russia, two of the world's 
major breadbaskets for wheat and corn are essentially completely stalled. Ukraine has 20, 20 million tons of grain in storage in silos right now. They're trying to figure out how to get out of the country and to market, which would reduce prices around the world. Normally, normally we'd have already begun to export them into the market. But it's, uh, but it hasn't because of Putin's invasion. So we're working with our European partners to get this food out into the world so they could help bring down prices. But it's difficult because, again, of Putin and the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And those two major contributors to inflation are both global in nature. That's why we're seeing historic inflation in countries all over the world. But here's the good news. Because of the actions we've taken, America's in the stronger position to meet this challenge than just about any other country in the world. Some of the roots of the inflation are outside of our control, to state the obvious. But there are things we can do and we can address and we need to do. That starts with the Federal Reserve, which plays a primary role in fighting inflation in our country. I put forward a highly, highly qualified nominees to lead that institution. And I strongly urge the Senate to confirm them without delay. The Fed has dual responsibilities. First is achieving maximum employment, and second is stable prices. And while I'll never interfere with the Fed's judgments and decisions or tell them what they have to do, they're independent. They're independent. I believe that inflation is our top economic challenge right now, and I think they do too. I've built a strong, we've built a strong economy with a strong job market. And I agree with what Chairman Powell said last week, that the number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we built is inflation. So the Fed should do its job, and it will do its job, I'm convinced, with that in mind. Now, as I said when I came to, uh, to what Congress and the President can do to fight inflation, Americans have two potential paths forward. The first is my plan, the Democratic plan, plan put forward by congressional Republicans is a second alternative. Here's how each of us would take, tackle inflation. Oh, I'm totally trusting My this analysis. My plan is to lower, employer, lower everyday, costs for, everyday costs for hardworking Americans and lower the deficit by asking large corporations and the wealthiest Americans to not engage in price gouging and to pay their fair share in taxes. The Republican plan is to increase taxes on the middle-class families let billionaires and large companies off the hook as they raise profits, raise prices and re profits at record number, record amounts. And it's really that simple. But let me mm. explain why this choice is so important. Let me start. Let me start with the Putin price hike, oh, high gas prices and energy prices. Oh, my God. My plan is already in motion. I led the world and other countries to join with us to coordinate the largest release of oil from our stockpiles of all the countries in history. All right, just 240 ahead. million barrels. I just, I feel the need to point this out. Uh, inflation was uh, on the rise before Putin invaded. Just want to fact check that one in real time. Also, always beware of politicians that offer you the false dichotomy, which is there are two paths forward. My brilliant path or my opponent's terrible path. It's up to you. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. President Biden delivering... He's still going. I got to tell you, he looks he looks a little unsteady up there and kind of 
a little bit more squinty than normal. Squinty. And uh, doing the thing where you can kind of hear it, where he, he kind of takes his hand and wipes the spittle that's forming around his mouth corners, you know, and he kind of does that thing. And uh, a lot of fumbling through a lot of the, the data points that he's reading. He's just kind of... Who's that? It's like a puppet. I mean, not, not, well, maybe kind of like him. But you know that puppet's like an old man puppet guy? And he's like the sarcastic old guy. That's what, that's what he looks like here today. Anyway, um, lowering costs, tackling inflation. So he's laying out this super serious case here that he's got a fantastic plan that's going to save everything and everybody. And uh, the Republicans are terrible. Uh, and their plan is going to uh, tax lower-income people and the poor, and um, and it's not going to solve the problem. And, of course, inflation is due to two causes, the pandemic, which he then talks about the shutdowns, which, by the way, for all the pro-shutdowners, um, do you want to add that one to your ledger book when you're keeping track of pros and cons and costs and benefits? Maybe we... We throw in the massive inflation that we haven't seen in, what, 40 years or something? I mean, the president said it. So, Also, the supply chain disruptions, right? So that's all under the pandemic. But then the other cause is Putin. So it's the P and P. It's the, it's the two Ps that caused inflation, the pandemic and Putin. Putin. All right? So uh, now he's going to say, but, I got, but we got two paths forward. We got my awesome path. And we got the Republicans' terrible path. You are free to choose whichever path you would like to take, the good one or the bad one. And he says, it really is this simple. And now he's about to explain it to us. Well, let me explain why this choice is so important. Let me start. Let me start with the Putin price hike, high gas prices and energy prices. My plan is already in motion. I led the world and other countries to join with us to coordinate the largest release of oil from our stockpiles of all the countries in history, 240 million barrels to boost global supply. Here at home, U.S. oil and gas production is approaching record levels. In fact, we produced more oil domestically in my first year in office than my predecessor did in his first year. To further drive down prices, my administration is allowing the the sale of gasoline using homegrown biofuels biofuels this summer which wasn't allowed before all right so to, we do hang, start on, hang, to, hang on hang on just uh, do, i feel the need to point this out which is pretty obvious that when trump took over he was coming in after the obama biden administration which curtailed the production of domestic oil right trump then ramps it up biden comes in And so he says, we produced more than Trump did in his first year. Well, yeah, no crap, Sherlock. This is so dishonest. It really is. Dependence on foreign oil. Oh, no. What's going on? C-SPAN, what? And reckless autocrats like Putin. I'm working with Congress to pass landmark investments to help build a clean energy future as well. From tax credits for businesses to produce renewable energy... The tax credits for families to make their homes more energy efficient. I met with nearly a dozen CEOs of America's largest utility companies. 
And they, to a person, told me that, and then including Southern Company, American Electric Power, and 10 others, they confirmed that if we pass the investments I'm talking about, we'll immediately lower families' utility bills by as much as five. Oh, C-SPAN. What is hundred dollars a year, according to their one estimate? Oh, five hundred dollars a year. Um, that's that's pretty fantastic. What was the stat we did yesterday? That inflation is costing the average American household over four hundred dollars a month additional. So the five hundred a year. I mean, every little bit does help. That's true. Every little bit helps. Sounds like a sounds like a winner of a plan to me, as opposed to that old. Republican terrible plan, who could want that one? I mean, terrible people, right? That's who would want that plan, because it's so terrible. (laughs) All right, I also have uh, the Tax Foundation's breakdown on his plan, which, uh, spoiler alert, it would destroy 138,000 jobs and would also slash worker wages. But, details. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, the Pete Callender Show. Joe Biden addressing the nation on his top domestic priority, inflation. And he says, look, there are two paths on how to solve inflation. I mean, neither one includes a reduction in government spending and reduction of deficits and debt. I mean, that would be just crazy. So, uh, no, he says uh, there's his plan, which is the good plan, and then there is that evil Republican plan, which is, as I mentioned, evil. They confirm that if we pass the investments I'm talking about, we'll immediately lower families' utility bills by as much as $500 a year, according to their one estimate. All right, so I paused it That's there earlier. Way. Paused it there earlier because, well, at a commercial break. But, um, but also, you notice the word he uses there? Investments. Investments. That just means spending. So what is he talking about? He wants to pass more spending, more investments, in order to incentivize people to make improvements to their homes so you'll get a tax credit, which costs money. Right? That's, the, that's the investment. And then that makes your home more energy efficient, so your, your bills will go down by like $500 a year in savings. This just strikes me as a very, it's similar to the Jimmy Carter, let's wear sweaters moment. Is that really, this is the way out? So you're going to, what, fund through the tax code, home improvement projects <laughs> to battle inflation. Okay. I guess that is one pathway forward here. You're going to make their homes more secure in terms of heat not getting out and air conditioning not escaping because they have they have good insulation. Or now, or, or windows. Windows actually is biggest. Okay, I'm sorry. What's the congressional Republican plan with respect to energy? First of all, their plan is to give oil companies a free pass. For example, right now oil companies are sitting on 9,000 unused leases, oil leases which are the property of the federal government, on the property of the federal government. Under my plan, they would have to pay taxes, and if they don't use those leases to produce more oil, they just can't sit on it. Unlike under the Republican plan, they'd be allowed to continue to sit on this land without producing while shipping record profits back to their investors. Okay, hang on a second. Does inflation have anything to do with the record profits? Right? If everything is now more expensive, wouldn't that 
be one of the reasons why the numbers get fatter on the the balance sheet? You can make the same argument about food, for example. Oh, these these farmers, because now they're able to get more money for their food, but the money's inflated. It doesn't the purchasing power of that dollar is less than it was before. So when they raise the price of a loaf of bread to five dollars a loaf, it looks like a bigger price tag because it is, right? Five is bigger than three. But that doesn't mean they're clearing more profit percentage. Also, at a time when oil is trading at such a high rate, is your argument here that the oil companies are purposefully trying to destroy America? Is that the point? Is that what you're arguing? Because that's what's happening, right? You're saying that inflation is the number one domestic priority. So the big oil companies, they're trying to destroy America. That's the idea. Okay. I just, I want to be clear in the message being conveyed. So that's why you want to slap these taxes on the oil producers, because that's going to make them produce more oil. And by the way, the lease thing is a red herring. There's another step that comes after the leases, but I'm not going to get into it. All right, go ahead. The fact is, the average cost of a barrel of oil has been steady for weeks. So, uh, so why do gas prices keep going up so high? Tell us, Joe. Republicans have offered plenty of blame, but not a single solution to actually bring down the energy prices. You know, we have no plan. They have no plan to bring down energy prices today. <laughs> Who has no plan? No plan to get us to a cleaner energy independent future tomorrow. So in the future, American families are no longer subject to the winds and of dictators halfway around the world. The next thing is let's compare our plans when it comes to lowering everyday cost. All right, hang on a second. Was it not? I don't know. Am I crazy? Am I taking crazy pills? Was it not the, just the last administration, Republican administration, didn't they get us energy independent? And then all of that got unwound. Do I, am I, am I misremembering that? Or maybe Joe is. My plan is to make concrete, oh. concrete, okay. common sense steps oh. to bring down the biggest expenses that families are facing. Oh, I thought he was talk- I thought Let's he was saying there that he was just going to start making concrete, which I wasn't really sure how that would reduce inflation, but I was willing to listen to the to the fantastic proposal. All right, but now he's saying he's going to make concrete 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 plans. Okay. Take drug prices. No. Oh my, my plan will let Medicare negotiate prices for prescription drugs like they do with the uh with with the Department of uh uh, with the military as it relates to what the administration is able to negotiate for prices for military. Oh, my goodness. The cap, and I, I also call for a cap on the price of insulin, which 200 million, excuse me, beg your pardon, oh 200,000 American children rely on because they have type 2 diabetes at $35 a month. It costs 10 bucks to make the insulin. They make a significant profit instead of the average price of about $640 a month. Think of the difference it'll make in millions of American families, like the family I met with in Virginia about three weeks ago, struggling every day, every single month, to afford their son's insulin. And on, on this and other issues, I've laid out specific proposals to Congress to bring down the cost of everyday cost all American fam- many American families face. 
And that's in addition to the work my administration has already done to lower prices. Well, why is it? Why do we have inflation then? If you've done all of this work already, what, what what's not happening? Oh, I know Putin. It's Putin. Another reason why prices are up Russia, Russia, Russia. for products people need relates to whether or not the manufacturer has access to all the materials they need to build a product. Think of the materials you need to build a house. If you can't get the materials from the ship to shore, from the, sh- from the, uh, from the shore to the home, the prices are going to go up. That's why we brought labor and industry together on the West Coast the, uh, to improve operations at the ports, to speed up the transfer of products from abroad to shore, from shore to the location where they're going to be used. Guys, I, I'm, I'm starting to get the sense here. Just hear me out. I'm just spitballing. But I'm starting to get the sense that maybe we shouldn't have, like, shut down the entire global economy as if, like, that might have created some problems that nobody could expect because it's such a complex economic system that nobody knew what would happen and they did it anyway and it's just an idea that I'm kind of kicking around in my head right now. Just it seems like he's saying that this is all a result of the supply chain disruptions, which was due to the the shutdowns and the the response to COVID, which globally mirrored the Chinese response to COVID, which was probably not the best response. People like me were saying maybe we shouldn't be following the communists on this stuff. But what do I know? Just a radio host. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. That's the band. All right, I, look, I did all I could do with that. I, I'm just, I'm, it's an even that I just can't at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm done with the, uh, the Biden news conference or uh, uh, speech there on the inflation. It's just gaslighting to me. It's just demagoguery, uh, partisanship. And, and look, I, I expected it, but I wanted to hear it, make sure. I'll go back and read it up on it afterwards. But yeah, when you frame it like, well, you got two paths. Well, first off, when you frame it like, oh, this is because the pandemic and Putin and has nothing at all to do with all of the spending. He could have even look, he could have even tied all the spending to the pandemic. He could have said that he could have said, you know, we made all of these, quote, investments but we had to because it was the pandemic and we didn't know what we were doing. And so we're just like, throw more money at it. Smother it with dollars. And I don't know, maybe it didn't work. He could have done that and said, our bad, spent a lot of money. So now we're going to rein some of this back. Do you realize that there is still ARPA money? American Rescue Plan money still hasn't even gone out the door to local jurisdictions. The city of Charlotte County Commission, they were just now, like within the last two or three weeks, just now spending the first tranche of some of the uh, some of that money. And that's not including the build back better funding. He could have said something like that. He could have thrown some people a bone on the spending side of this. uh, But he did it. He didn't. He just said pandemic and Putin. And I'm and then he does the. I got my great plan, and then there's the Republican terrible plan, and then he lies about what that plan will do, and so I'm out. So here, I'll move to this. 
the North Carolina Fiscal Research Division and the Office of State Budget and Management have reached a consensus on a revised revenue forecast for the state. So North Carolina, they, you got the fiscal, re, the, that's the legislative side, fiscal research division, uh, division, and then you've got the state uh, budget management, and they get together and they crunch the numbers and they come up with this forecast. And so they put it out yesterday, and the May 22 forecast update expects revenue to increase by $6.2 billion dollars. Over the next two fiscal years, because that's how we do our budgets in the states, a two-year, what they call a biennium. It's a two-year budget cycle. That's a 10.8, almost 11% increase in revenue. So here's from their their revenue consensus forecast report that was issued yesterday. Quote, broad measures of employment and economic activity demonstrate that the state's economy has recovered from the depths of the pandemic-induced recession more quickly than anticipated last June when they did their last forecast. Because you got the the legislative sessions getting ready to start, and this is the short session. It's the second year of their budget cycle. So last year they do the big budget. They they you know it's a long drawn out process, and then this year it's sort of we come back in. It's a short, uh, short session, and so we just make little minor changes where we need to, and and that's it. So th- they do this revenue forecast ahead of the budget adoptions. And uh, so they say, based on data available at the time of last year's forecast, state employment was thought to be well below pre-pandemic levels. So the state was not expected to fully recoup job losses incurred as a result of the pandemic. However, a strong upward revision to employment data, so in other words, more people going back to work, released by the Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics in March 22, meaningfully shifted our understanding of the state's economic performance during the pandemic. The revised figures show that job growth was considerably stronger than initially estimated. And contrary to expectations, inflation became widespread and surged 8.5%, the highest level seen since January of 1982. But... Consumer demand outpaced inflation because consumers were spending down their savings that they had accumulated during the pandemic. And what is inflation? Too many dollars chasing too few goods and services. Record-breaking stock market returns and corporate profits were also unanticipated and generated significant revisions to the forecast. Right, It's almost like when you put a stop to everything, and constricted it all, and then opened it back up again, and boom, all of this explosion of spending and too many dollars chasing too few goods. The forecast for the upcoming year envisions slower economic growth, though, and there's an elevated risk of recession. I feel the need to point this out as well. Um, The strength in individual and corporate income tax revenue was partially due to income considered one time in nature and is unlikely to recur in the upcoming year. Why is this important? Well, Republicans are out there taking a victory lap because this is their tax reform. They have been working on these tax reforms for a decade since they took control of the General Assembly and they revamped the tax code. Democratic leaders, they're crediting Roy Cooper's leadership, who has 
vetoed every budget that has been put in front of him and every tax reform effort. It's important to note that the income is one-time income, not recurring. Why? Because the the Democrats in the legislature, they're like, we need to start making investments and paying stuff operationally ongoing. It's the see a penny, spend a penny philosophy. <laughs> 